Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast, the world famous award winning Behind the Baller Podcast. This is a Dust Brothers production. Yo, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, the Forrest Gump hip hop. Sometimes people call me Odessu. Anyways, y'all, what's going on, y'all? Happy New Year, everyone. Happy fucking New Year. It is 2021. We made it. Let's not even fucking think about 2020. But yo, I'm not on that fuck shit. You know, you hear people, hey man, New Year, new me. Fuck out of here, man. It's the same old me, old boy, okay? It's just a new year. And I plan to make 2021 my bitch. Okay, but what I want you guys to focus on, for those of you who are out there, you know, just grinding out, trying to figure everything out, I want you guys to figure out how you can stabilize your life and add a little more security, you know, a little nest egg, um, a little pillow, cushion, have you, whatever it may be. I want you guys to focus on fixing your credit, if you guys can do that. Okay, I want you guys to focus on saving up, you know, saving some money. Okay, pay off some of that debt that you guys might have slowly. I know it's a tough time. Okay, but you know what? There is an option, and I'm not saying this is a great option, but I did it. All right, I didn't do bankruptcy, but I said, fuck it, ruin my credit. I would never do that again. If I'd known about bankruptcy, it's a little tougher now, but I would have did it. Okay. Saying fuck it all and filing bankruptcy, if you got, like if you can do it, yo, it would be the time that everyone is fucking doing it. But you know, if you got at least $100,000 in debt and you're just, you're just fucking drowning and you feel like you need that clean slate, you know what? Man, go find someone that can fucking figure that out for you. Do it. Now remember, you're going to have some fucked up shit. So you want to keep one credit card if you have one, whatever. But I'm just saying, if you want to wipe that shit out, you know, seven years, your shit's going to be fucked up. So it's really up to you. And you can only do this shit one real good time, right? You don't want to be Donald Trump and do this shit on some fucking, I don't know. I, I've never done it, but I'm just letting you guys know it's got to be legit, right? But I'm just trying to focus on you guys saving a little bit, you know, chipping out some debt. If you guys are just drowning in it, again, that is an option, Okay. This is the year to save. This is the year to stack chips, all right? If you saved, good for you guys, okay? But try to have a little fun as well. You know, that's what I've been doing, my leisure shit. Of course, I buy cars and stuff here at the yet, but, but you guys understand, I'm buying, like, besides the Escalade, these are the cars that are kind of high ticket. I'm able to flip them and get out. I have a certain point of where, okay, I got this much time to get rid of this, and then it's going to become... You know, possibly a small liability, but I'll make up for it here and there. That's how I'm able to do it with the cars, okay? But I just want to make sure that you guys are, you know, being safe. You know, don't go out and be stupid. I see still see way too many motherfuckers getting on airplanes and flying and shit. But what I'm saying is if you've saved your money and you want to have a little fun, meaning locally you want to drive to Big Bear for those who are in L.A., if you're in a different fucking area. I don't know if you're in fucking New York and want to go to Niagara Falls. I'm just saying, you know, there's other places you can go to to have a little bit of leisure, but be the fuck away from everyone else. Big Bear's got a little crazy now. I'm starting to see that. But I'm just saying, 
If you've saved, you can use a little bit to have some fun. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing to have some fun, okay? But it is a tough time. So right now is not the time to drop your stimulus check on some fucking Jordans, okay? Even if that, that's just like a temporary happiness, that's not it. Like right now, look at mental health is very important, all right? But you got to be stronger. You got to be, you got to fucking impound into your brain that this ain't the time to try to get this temporary comfort from going on Instagram and seeing people living and getting their fucking Jordans. I don't know what the fuck the latest shoe is. I don't know. But what I'm saying is any of that materialistic shit, Louis Vuitton, Duffel, whatever, it's like, for what? Like, I have all these shoes that people give me. I, I never fucking bought any of this shit. All them SBs, all them crazy-ass babe shoes and everything, that shit was given to me, okay? Because of, you know, whatever the status of the platform I have. But look, I think about it. I'm like, where the fuck am I going to wear this shit, you know? I'm just rocking my collecting select shorts and, and white tees. I'm chilling, okay? But there's other things that you can do. All right, definitely not that. I mean, 600 ain't shit, but guess what? It's a start, okay? Bitcoin is fucking 32,000 and change. It's up, okay? Some of you guys could have got in early and some of you guys still can. But I said this a few weeks ago on the podcast that I said, yo, this shit's gonna hit 40,000, maybe 50 before summer, Okay? And that was when Bitcoin was 15,000. This shit is moving fast as fuck. By the way, I just read this crazy ass story about this guy. Early on, 10 years ago, he spent 10,000 Bitcoins to buy two Papa John large pizzas. That shit is fucking $300 million now. Like, what the fuck? (sighs) Anyways, look. I still see stupid fucking idiots outside and it's so painful. I see these New Year's Eve parties that have happened. I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? You know, it's like these shits have become super spreader events. Hundreds of people have been infected. Do you guys even know what the fuck is going on right now? Do you guys have any idea what's going on? Especially for those of you who live in LA. Right now, FEMA has named LA County the most dangerous county in the world. Can you fucking believe that shit? And the dumb fucks in Florida, remember, they're not testing as much as we are over here. Florida definitely has way more cases, right? And there's motherfuckers, people dying left and right. They're just not talking about it on the news. They're pulling the Wuhan shit, okay? Trump had a fucking huge party at Mar-a-Lago. He had Vanilla Ice there, the Beach Boys, a bunch of other fucking idiots who nobody gives a fuck about. And... I saw people in there, you know, no one had a mask on. They're in there, you know, a couple hundred people. Of course, I see Dick Stain Jr. Of course, that means I see Kim, his girlfriend. Not going to say anything about them, whatever. Um, but uh, speaking of Dick Stain, now, if he wasn't already the biggest piece of shit to ever live on this earth, and yes, t- to me, he's worse than Charles Manson, okay? Then this sound clip of him trying to pressure Georgia Secretary of State. Remember, remember, this is the Secretary of State. Georgia is a red state. Okay, in a recorded hour-long phone call, Dick Stain, Donald Trump, told Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger that he wanted him to find quote 
needs to find 11,780 votes. Kind of fucking scumbag shit. Like, he wanted to find these votes so to, in his favor to overturn Joe Biden's win in the state. And by the way, the Washington Post is who have this. You know what? Fuck all this shit. It's crazy. Dick Stane threatened Raffensperger, right? Because his uh, he was refusing to comply with Trump's demands, also the bullshit. Trump's like, oh, it's going to be a big risk. I don't fucking know. Mind you, again, the governor, everything, that's a red state. They don't want no parts of this fuck shit, okay? Look, Miles, fuck this. Miles, do me a favor. Play that clip. I need that. People need to hear this shit. Listen to this fucking cocksucker, all right? Miles, play the clip. Based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but no, but but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Ryan? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I no, you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a. You know that's a criminal. That's a criminal offense. And and you know you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan. Your lawyer, that's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,000. 780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably, I'm sure, a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such, he, he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure, because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot. Mr. President, um you have people that submit information, and we have our people that submit information, and then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right.
Well, under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up. And because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam. And because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. Okay? They hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election. You have a big election coming up on Tuesday. So what's going on now is some of the people who are in Trump's camp are just, are just giving up. They don't want this shit. They don't want to be a part of this fuckery. They're like, yo, man, look, we don't lost once, twice. Um, after this Wednesday, it's going to be three strikes. And people are coming out. You're trying to like literally pull a coup. Like you're really trying to overturn the election. This is fucking, like you're fucking nuts. Okay? Even Mike Pence, the vice president, is finally giving up. She's like, fuck this shit. He's even said publicly, I don't want to fucking be involved in politics anymore after this. Okay? Dick fuck Donald. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay? Again, this Wednesday, you're toast. Okay? On Thursday, nobody gives a fuck about you telling everyone, January 6th, January 6th, we're going to all, I'll see you there and fucking, de-. nobody gives a fuck about the Proud Boys and that fucking punk ass riot. They're a bunch of pussies. I hope the fu- I hope a bunch of DC Baltimore thugs pull up to DC and fuck all them dudes up. I can't, I, I pray that that happens, okay? You have literally just over two weeks left before the fucking Secret Service grabs you, miserable Melania, and your fucking little crazy-ass family and throw them out of the fucking White House, all right? You're burnt toast. In fact, yo, you're burnt toast with marmalade. You ever, anyone ever had marmalade before? It's fucking disgusting. It's orange, just like that cocksucker's hair. Man, so look, I thought we'd be closer to normal as far as the pandemic and everything, right? I thought we'd be closer to normal around April. By April, by Nicolette's birthday, I figured, I was like, you know what, we be might be a little closer to, to being okay, right? Bad news is we've been doing such a shitty, poor job on distributing the vaccine that this shit is turning out just to be a total shit show. So it's really going to extend until maybe the fucking end of the year. Who fucking knows? So we could have did this shit quick. But we've wasted millions, millions, maybe possibly five, 10 million doses of the vaccine. Okay. So I, I was reading this fucking article from this dude on Twitter, and I don't even know what his actual affiliate, whatever his name is, Mark Levine. He's a New York City council member, he's part of the chair of health. Um, anyways, he had a great idea, right? And I'm just going to read off what he said, and it's just, it's really true. Right. In April 1947, New York City faced a terrifying smallpox outbreak. Okay. 23 days later, the city had vaccinated 6 million people. We need to massively ramp up our COVID-19 vaccination. We did it in 1947. We could do it now. Here's a thread on how. Number one, so far NYC is averaging 40,000 COVID vaccine doses per week. To get to herd immunity by mid-2021, we need to be doing at least 400,000 doses a week. That's including the first and second doses of the vaccine. 
We need a 1947 level mobilization to make this happen. Two, in the 1947 smallpox outbreak, the federal government was largely MIA on the organization, planning, and the administration of the vaccine. Does that sound familiar? Duh. New York City was on its own then, but we rallied. Three, in 1947, the smallpox vaccine was distributed not just out of hospitals, but health department clinics, public and private schools. Police and fire stations, community centers, union halls, and more. Number four, in 1947, many vaccination sites were open 24-7. By contrast, COVID vaccinations so far in New York City are almost exclusively being done during business hours, with few done on the weekends and almost none on the holidays. Number five, in 1947, the city enlisted an army of thousands of workers for the vaccination program, drawing not just from the health department, but other city agencies, contracted healthcare professions, and many volunteers from the general population. All right? So, look, the shit can happen. I'm going to wait a little bit. I want people to fucking get their shit and see what the fuck happens. Trust me. As soon as I can safely get this vaccine, I am going to fucking get it. All right? Now, to bring up what's fucking scary with our city being, FEMA being the most dangerous, saying we're the most dangerous fucking place. All right, look at a month ago, like, no, like almost two months ago, right? This was after Halloween before Thanksgiving. Kaya was jumping up and down around the couch. She fell funny. I don't know what happened, you know, but she hurt her arm, her left arm. Now, I remember London breaking his arm. He fell when, I, when we used to live in a mid-century modern home. He fell off his chair and landed on his wrist and he broke his arm, okay? Now, Kaya had that kind of hurt. She was crying for hours, like really crying in pain. We put ice on it. We tried to give her some candy. We gave her some some Tylenol, you know, to ease the pain. And, you know, all day she was in pain. Finally, she took like a really long nap and then she felt better. The next morning she was okay. It wasn't like 100, but she, you know, she was healing arm. So now get to Saturday. Fucking scary, Okay. Kaya asks me to give her like the merry-go-round, you know, like pull her arms and throw her around. So I do. As soon as I drop her down, I did it for maybe three, four seconds. I pull her down. She's like, Teddy, my arm hurts. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, what's going on? Let me see. I touch it and she's just like tripping. Like her arm is in fucking pain. Then she starts crying like crazy. And you know, my wife is kind of like, well, you know, don't worry about it. You know, it shouldn't be a big deal. Let's, let's get some ice. Let's figure it out. Nick is literally beat to death. All right, my wife is fucking defeated. There's no two ways about it. She is beaten to death. We got no help. We don't do it here. Obviously, with all the shit that's going on, we don't have a housekeeper coming over here. We don't have a nanny. We don't have no family. It's a lot. Three kids, they fucking, they're bored. You know, they're, they could play on the phones for a little bit, but it's like, we don't want them to fucking be completely, you know, consumed by that. We try to, you know, we have a little playground outside. We try to take some walks and we do what we can't, but they fuck the house up. And I'm busy doing things here and there. So my wife is very overwhelmed. So she's just, you know, I mean, unless the kids were literally like had a heart attack or some shit, crazy shit, you know, she's so beat up. There's not much. And my wife is going to be the most caring. She's the most involved in the home. She is, a, you know, a full-time housewife. 
Okay, she's a stay-at-home mom. And now she's like a triple stay-at-home mom with the pandemic going on. So it's a lot going on. She's just beat, body hurt. She's going through all kinds of shit. She's stressed out. So she's like, you know what? I think Kaya's tired. She wants to take a nap. Boom. So I can't even touch Kaya's arm. She's fucking flipping out, screaming, going crazy. So I'm like, babe, I'm telling you, I know you know them and I know you say everything, but I know my daughter. I'm telling you, this ain't some regular shit. I can't even fucking touch her arm without her screaming. So we put some ice on her arm. I give her some painkillers. I'm calling around. I call a local urgent care in the area. Call them and I say, hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, this is Ben Yang, you know, blah, blah, whatever. And they're like, yes, remember you. Now you've come here. And the last time I was there was late February when the pandemic was just starting. So we were very careful and 95s, everything, boom. But we thought that we maybe had it early on and London was sick, went in there, boom. So I said, hey, listen, are you guys really packed right now? It was around three o'clock in the afternoon. And the lady's like, hey, I just want to let you know that we have 12 people here waiting. There are no appointments left. They're all already filled up. Filled up. And I would like to inform you, or I have to inform you, that at least five of the people in the waiting room right now have COVID. I'm like, oh, fucking great. So I hang up on her. I'm like, fuck this. I call another place that is in Glendale. So it's like, you know, 20 minutes away or so. And I'm like, hey, um, do you guys have any uh, availability? You know, boom, I've been there before. Uh, I try to go to urgent care to try to avoid the hospitals because of how crazy shit's been just for ever, unless we have to go with an emergency room, whatever. But things have been kind of good with London's health. So they tell me the same thing, except they have a line out the door. And she said, at least half these people are COVID. So I'm like, okay, so we are fucked right now. And then I get this letter about how, you know, and this started before New Year's Eve. And the letter was sent to a friend of ours who's a doctor and says, pretty much um, hospitals are overwhelmed. They're working at 105% occupancy. And, you know, that dude, Jordan Schachtel, who I had in the show, is like, oh, hospitals are fucking open. This bullshit. And everyone's making it all up. No, they're, they're not open, bro. They're 100% for a fact. I know all the hospitals in LA County. There are no fucking hospitals with open beds. Every single one is fucking filled, packed to the gills. All right? Fuck you. Fuck anyone who fucking doubts that. This is straight facts. I'm hearing this from multiple people. Doctors talk to other doctors. Nurses talk to other nurses. Okay? There is currently damn near a 24-hour waiting list to get into ICU. Not triage. Triage is days of just sitting in there. People are sick as fuck in there. All right? A buddy of mine who was respiratory therapist in a hospital, which I will not name, showed me a gigantic pod. It's like one of those fucking pods you see at a shipping yard in like the harbor that carries pallets and pallets of fucking whatever it is, microwaves, motorcycles, whatever the fuck, you name it. And they're using it as a morgue and they're putting dead bodies in there. It is like nothing we've ever seen because Thanksgiving, people are fucking dumb fucking idiots. Christmas, we're seeing that shit right now. And it's just crazy how overpacked all the hospitals are. So what they've said is ambulances are being turned away, whatever else. If an EMT can help you, great. If not, the best thing you could do is obviously have private care. Thank fucking God I do have a doctor. Only problem is right now my doctor's out of town, right? And I'm not whatever. It's, it's you know, I'm sure I would have found somebody. But what I'm getting at is if you get into a car accident, which by the way, I saw two dumb fucks racing, you know, and we go, oh, you race. Motherfucker, I know how to drive. I know how to expect something when it's not even going to be my fault. 
Do you understand? When you get into a level of very, very skilled driving, and mo- especially if you race motorcycles and road motorcycles, you already know how to predict something. I know it sounds crazy, but it's the fucking truth. There's guys who are crazy, have no idea. They know how to be fast, whatever. They can't figure it out. Seeing a fucking drop top Lamborghini Huracan completely fucking totaled on the 101 freeway. And he was racing a fucking McLaren 720S Spider, and that motherfucker is pretty much toast too. Anyways, they said, don't do anything extra because if you do, you are not going to be saved by the hospital. Pretty much point blank. All right. There was even more into it. I'll get into that in a second. Bottom line is I'm trying to figure out how to fucking fix Kaya's situation. So she takes a nap. She's asleep. She goes to, you know, wakes up 45 minutes later and she's crying. And Nick's like, what do you want me to do? At this point, Nick is just, she's just, not that she's useless. She's just so beat up. And I handle all the hospital situations with the kids. Anytime any of the kids that go somewhere, it's always me. It's never her. And just because she holds the house down, boom, she's not good at those type of things. So I'm like, all right, I don't know what to do. I don't know if her arm is broken. We don't know if we can, you know, whatever. When I talked to the nurse at the urgent care, she said, well, we will know with an inspection if she needs to get an x-ray. If she doesn't need an x-ray, then we'll tell you what's going on. But if she, if there's like, we'll, we don't know if there's a fracture just from touching and expecting her. I was like, all right, cool. Nicolette calls one of her friends from childhood, that is an ER doctor. She has two or three friends who are ER doctors, but they're all busy. One of them finally gets back, okay? Because we can't get into any hospital. We can't fucking put ourselves in that situation. Kaya's screaming. She's crying. I've never heard her in this much pain. I could see it in her face. I could see everything. And this is, you know, I can't give her any more fucking Tylenol, right? So my wife's friend says, hey, I think it's nursemaid's elbow. All right. And uh, okay, it sounds like she's dislocated her arm, but you can't really, she can't really explain. She's three. Kaya's pretty articulate at three, but you know, she's one of the smartest, but she can't really like tell us exactly where the pain is. But I know she can't use her hand. She can't, if I touch her middle of her forearm, screaming. So I get her in the car and I drive to my wife's friend's house, who is a doctor who is slammed and working graveyard shift, all that shit. All right. Go to her house. She gets to the car. She's wearing full, you know, scrubs and fucking mask and everything. And she's like talking to her, being really good and everything. She's like, hey, um, Ben, can you distract her? And, you know, like he talked to her, boom. And she was like, no, no doctor, no doctor. My my daughter's just, all the kids just don't like doctors. They think they're getting shot. And so I'm just like, don't worry about it, baby. I'm trying to make faces and funny things. And as I'm doing that, her friend, I'm sorry, Nicolette's friend, who's a doctor, her name is Evelyn Lee, by the way, Dr. Evelyn Lee. She does some Mr. Miyagi shit to Kaya's arm and her elbow. Presses something, moves it out, and instantly Kaya stopped crying. And I'm like, nah, fuck, come on, stop playing. She goes, no. She goes, I felt the lumpiness there. I was able to press it out. And, you know, usually you got to get to that shit quick within like 45 minutes, whatever, boom, it had been over that. And she goes, I felt it. I can tell she does not have a fracture. I'm certain of it. I can tell you, boom. And I love that she told me something of certainty because most doctors now are scared to tell you the truth or say anything. So I'm sitting here like, fuck, are you sure? She's like, yes, I'm going to take a little walk right here with my child and I'll be back in a second. Everything should be good. I'm talking to Kaya. I'm like, Kaya, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, no, no, just say that. Are you okay? 
So I give Kaya the phone. The whole time we're driving in the car for like 30 minutes, she's crying. Give her the phone. She couldn't even hold the phone because she has to have two hands and one hand wasn't working. Now she's holding the phone. She's making fingers. She's doing the little fucking devil ears things with you know two fingers on each side. She's moving her fingers, moving her hand. I'm like, holy shit. Two minutes later, she's completely back to normal. This has never fucking happened. So it is very common for a little kid, especially girls, to get nursemaid's elbow. I've never heard of this shit before, but apparently it's not a crazy hard thing to fix. And, and thank God I didn't have to go to a hospital for it. And so I don't know what else to say. Just that fucking uh, Evelyn, I am fucking so grateful and so thankful that you took care of Kaya because, wow, what if I couldn't get to you? And obviously can't go to a hospital for that shit. She would have been screaming for all night, the day, everything, like ice wasn't going to work. And this ain't something that just gets fixed on its own. So thank fucking God. But just letting you know, if you are out there currently right now for a couple weeks, if you don't have to be outside, don't go outside. You live in a fucking 500 square foot place. Hey man, take a walk with the mask or whatever. Going out and doing other shit, man. Just don't be fucking irresponsible. This is this not the time, man. Okay. And with that said, I need to get some car sweat and a motherfucking cough drop right now. I've been screaming because the motherfucking Seahawks game yesterday was lit. Yo, Miles, can you throw me like 12, 16 bars of some Lakey Lake so we can get this break popping? All right, we'll be right back, y'all. So, um, obviously I've been staying in whatever and, um, my only relaxation or like anything I could do, like to, to just get out of the house is to, uh, take a drive, clear my head. Um, I try to avoid anything that's going to, you know, if it's traffic time, I check, you know, the, the, um, Caltrans to see what the flow of the traffic is and where I'm going and I check it out. And I do that literally on purpose. So I'll go during certain times just to clear my head. But, um, some of the cars have just been sitting on the street, sitting in the, out in the driveway, and things just need to be warmed up because it's been like a month. So on New Year's Day, for fun, I took four of the cars out. You know, um, I got to go get a car at my mom's house warmed up. But anyways, took four of the cars out in one day to warm them up, and uh, I decided to take a drive to Malibu. And, um, you know, I took the scent out, it was fucking beautiful. Hit some twists. Didn't go on any kind of a crazy drive. We took some twists. And then um, we. Uh, I, I got back. I got the boys and uh, everyone, the whole family, jumped in the double R and headed to Malibu. But this time, just, just to look at the beach, the beach was beautiful. Just, you know, didn't get out. Stopped to get a, a Frappuccinos and uh, have a little dessert, some cake pops and shit, Starbucks. 
And uh, by the way, to the BTB listeners who sent gift cards from Starbucks, I appreciate you. Guys from the hobby, appreciate you guys. Use those gift cards to get uh, the kids chocolate cake pops and uh, some donuts and things from Starbucks and stuff. And yeah, we just took a nice little drive, you know what I'm saying? And then um, on Saturday morning, I decided to take the kids in the new Porsche Turbo S. And we decided to get up and drive to uh, Pasadena. So we drove a little bit through Highway 2. You can go kind of quick and driving around. And, you know, the kids had their little their little gators covering their mouths. They're rocking little cars, glasses, just trying to have some fun, you know, get in the car. They like they like going fast. When I say fast, I'm talking like 85, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, London's big enough to sit in the front seat. Ryder's got his little booster in the back and the car is perfectly. They, they love it. It's smooth. So we're taking a little drive that went down Suicide Bridge, was a... Uh, Stomping to get some boba, but they weren't open. So yeah, just took you know a little dry to clear my mind, and then um, it got me to thinking, like really for real, this is the year where I don't give a fuck. Like just you know my mental health. I just I want the kids to be good, and uh, they're about to start school again, and you know the school's at home, so you know we got to kind of figure things out. So really for real, I have been seriously thinking about buying an RV again now. But this time, I don't want to get even a small RV like a um, Thor Motor Coach. Uh, you know, um, they make an Access, which is a 24-footer. And it's nice. It's just still a little fucking big, you know. But it, it's sick because, you know, you could sleep a shitload of people in there. I mean, you could sleep. I could sleep my entire family and me and my mother-in-law. And I could live on the road and cool. So I'm not throwing it out completely. But the price of that is actually a lot less you know, I could find one of those brand new for like a hundred, low hundreds, right? So, you know, for 2021, I'm like, fuck this. I'm being serious about this. I went fucking RV shopping online, went deep. And I'm thinking about it getting a classy Airstream, either the Atlas, maybe um, the Explorer, you know, but something still, I still want to keep it at 24, 25 feet. But with the spinner base chassis, I can park that motherfucker at a grocery store on the street. Wouldn't be that bad. Um, they do make a Thor version of the Sprinter. And uh, I forgot what it's called, but it has a pop out. And I could actually, in the Thor Sprinter 24, I could actually sleep six people even in that Sprinter style. And have the, you know, a shower, have a little kitchen, have everything. All the shit that we need in there, that's like no problem. All right? So I really might fuck around and do this. I might literally just say, you know what? Fuck this. Let's do this. Around my birthday, I might buy this bitch. Like, I don't need to be home. Like, they could do Zoom class in the fucking thing. They have a dinette table where the kids can sit down and work on the, you know, Zoom class. There's Wi-Fi in there to find some spot. But I was thinking like, yo, I'm going to literally not necessarily pull a fucking uh, Tom Green, but similar. You know, this is a bigger thing where, you know, we drive. We start from like L.A., go to Phoenix, then from Phoenix, maybe we go to Colorado, then Colorado, we just start going, I don't know if we're going to hit all the way to New York, but, you know, we just get to different areas that we've never seen some of this shit, and we can go anywhere, you know, I'm, I'm always prepared for fucking everything, enough storage, we don't really need to have a ton of clothes, you know, just be in sweats and shit and everything, but we could also see, the, the kids could see the Grand Canyon, they can see um, maybe fucking, you know, the Rocky Mountains, I don't fucking know, but I'm really thinking about that shit because it's got TVs, we have connectivity, you know, they can fucking, we can cook, we can stop at fucking places, but it sounds like something I really want to do and that way we'll still be outside and uh, I ain't going to worry about no fuck shit, come on man, you already know I got the smokers on me, you know what I'm saying, I got the motherfucking, um, 
the toasters on me. But yeah, just thinking about that. So if any of you guys have any plugs at RV places like Giant RV or Mike's RVs or any of those fucking places that sell Airstream or Thor or something, hit me up. And it's definitely something I want to do. I am looking forward to it. Now, as far as entertainment, guys, man, Cobra Kai Season 3 is out. I cannot wait to watch this shit. Cobra Kai Season 1 and 2 was very, very good, right? Family friendly, good shit. I liked it. I did watch a movie uh, Saturday night. Watch this movie called Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. You already know, man. <laughs> I'm the Korean Liam Neeson, so I fuck with Taken and all that shit. And all his movies are similar, right? But this movie, Honest Thief, is about um, Liam Neeson. He is a um, world-class bank robber, and he decides to turn himself in. And as he turns himself in, he gets caught up with uh, shady feds uh, that work at the FBI. And just could be anything. I give it like a, I give it a six and a half out of 10. It was, it was worth the rental. It wasn't a big deal. You know, I want to see, uh, there's this new movie with, um, Robert uh, De Niro and fucking, I forgot something with grandpa, not that bad grandpa. This is something else, but, uh, Jordan says he recommends it very high. I don't fucking know, but the highlight of my weekend was the ghost finale, the power series, ghost series with, uh, Tariq. This finale for the ghost series one uh season one this fucking finale was everything this shit i was trying to figure out how the fuck this shit's gonna come back yo i'm not gonna give you any spoilers i'm just gonna let you know that this ghost shit was fucking good at times i feel like mary j blige is definitely acting like a new york boss here and there but she's kind of gets on my nerves but yo this finale was it this shit was good like, I'm super fucking, I, I cannot wait for season two. It was fucking good. There's a reason why that shit was trending. It, it was good, man. They, they really did a good job, man. 50 Cent really has the best fucking writers for this shit. It was fucking lit, man. I, in fact, I might fuck around and watch season uh, one or season, oh, I'm sorry, is it season two? I forgot, man. I don't fucking know. Look, the latest Ghost Power Series shit is good, so I recommend it. Definitely get into that shit, all right? Let's get to motherfucking sports real quick. Again, I am not watching any Lakers games this weekend. I kind of saw a couple things here and there. Don't give a fuck if Steph Curry scored a 62. He's all, you know, in his feelings about, oh, we're talking about I'm fucking falling off the bro. Shut the fuck up. No disrespect, man. I fuck with the Warriors. I got no hate towards them at all whatsoever. You know, the Warriors aren't going to the fucking, I mean, they'll be lucky if they make playoffs. They just, whatever. Great. Scored 62. Gives a shit. You know, like Steph will never see another fucking ring again. Mark my words. Now, oh man, week 17, NFL was fucking crazy, okay? Fucking crazy. Um, A lot of fucking weird shit had happened. A lot of people depending on this team to lose, this team to lose so they could advance and whatever else. All I know is, look, man, the Seahawks had clinched last week. We're good. I was trying to see if we can get in that first place, maybe in the second place in the fucking playoffs, but fuck it. You know what? We won. We're in third place. We're the third seed. All right. We play the Rams next week in Seattle. I will say this. We need to be on our A game. We need to play how we played them last week. And just so you know, the Rams last week was a better team than they were this week. Okay. Now, I had no fucking idea that fucking Kyler was going to be out and whatever else. And I know who the fucking the, the LinkedIn stockbroker backup fucking quarterback that the fucking Rams got 
Fuck that dude. Fuck Jalen Ramsey. Fuck that whole fucking team. Fuck Aaron Donald. Fuck all of them. All right. I think we could tax this fucking Rams team. We need to fucking step it up. We need to know, listen, this ain't the time for no fucking bullshit. I don't know where the fuck Russ's mind is right now. Weirdo shit, but he stepped it up in the fourth quarter doing the shit that he needs to do. I don't get what the fuck is going on. He did record a podcast this Thursday. Usually when we fuck or, or last week, usually when we record the podcast is when we fucking lose. Stop recording fucking podcasts, Russ. Do that shit after the fucking season. Why, bro? Focus on the fucking team, dog. Like, I just don't get it. All right? Don't make no fucking sense. Anyways, we are solid. It's just fucking weird that we have these fucking offensive weapons. We have fucking DK. We have Tyler, who had a fucking amazing game. We got Russ Wilson. We have David Moore, who's decent. We have my boy, Jacob Hollister, who I love. We got Disley. Fuck Greg Olson. But we got we got Chris Carson. We got Hyde. Okay? We got motherfuckers who are out here balling. We got Rashad Penny back. Yo, we got a squad. But the crazy part is, I don't know if it's Schottenheimer. I don't know what the fuck is going on, all right? But what I do know is that our defense is playing better, and I cannot tell you that our defense on paper is not better than our offense. Our offense is filled with stars. But our defense is handling business. So in my ideal situation, we beat the Rams. And then obviously we face the Saints. I'm not scared of the Saints. Don't give a fuck. Um, and you know we, we face the Saints. And then hopefully I think we can beat the Saints. And then look, I'll tell you this: everyone's all hyped up on this fucking. Oh man, Tom Brady's gonna be an upset. Man, I don't look at great. Okay, if Tom Brady can take out the fucking Green Bay Packers, I will say this: I would rather play the fucking Buccaneers than play the Packers. But you know what? God bless them. I don't give a fuck. Whatever happens. I'd rather play the Bucks. I think we'd match up with them good. I think we can play against them. You know? Yeah, TB's going to look at It'd be some shit for our, for our defense. But I think that we could fuck around and beat the Buccaneers. Or, you know, whatever. If we do make it to the Super Bowl, I do think we'd always be playing either the Bills or the Chiefs. I cannot see either one of those two teams not going to the AFC. Now, at that point, yes, it would be... If we look, we played a shitty game against the Bills. We lost by ten, but really it wasn't a ten point like it wasn't that type of loss. All right, they beat us fair and square straight up. There's no ifs ands or buts. Realistically, we should only lost two games. We should have never lost that fucking game versus the Giants. We should have never lost that game versus the fucking Cardinals. Okay, but too late for all that shit now. I don't think we got a chance. If we get to the bowl, we'll be fucking crazy. Right. The Bills are my favorite, though. I think they're the real deal. But if we play like we did from week one through week six, we're going to have some ass. Okay. Now, week 17 killed me. Fucking killed me. I will be giving some bets of uh, the playoffs and what I think I like and whatever, and we'll kind of dabble in it. But we're not going hard body with locks. Look, just so you guys know, yesterday morning, I was 14 and 2 in the regular season with my locks, all right? I ended up finishing, uh, we stopped doing the regular bets, but I ended up finishing like 58% on the regular shit, which is still 10% better than all the pros on ESPN, okay? But we finished the season at 14 and five with locks, all right? 
I'm not even mad at that. Still good, but it fucking sucks. Yesterday was some bullshit. You know, again, didn't know Kyler Murray was going to be fucking out of the goddamn game. So that fucking changed everything. Dallas at the last minute. I mean, these guys could have fucking covered that game, could have won and everything. Could have changed the whole shit. Now, Washington Eagles, who the fuck knew that fucking Jalen Hurts was going to get fucking pulled out? And uh, it was just, it was fucking sad because they had it too and they had a chance. But again, it is what it is. Um, I want you guys to know that the Dust Brothers are now the NBA Parlay Kings. So they're thinking about doing a betting website. I don't know, but shit is crazy. But uh, that is it for this episode, guys. I love you guys. You already know that. I have to get ready because the kids stay, uh, they started school today. So we're back in the school. I'm back to work. Shit is, I'm staying inside. I'm not going outside doing shit. If you see me outside, you see me. I'm driving. I'm not going seeing nobody, okay? But my kids are in Zoom class as we speak right now. They started school. It is a fucking nightmare already, all right? And these kids have a fucking great life. But I got to get cracking. I have a brand new project with Cravassier that I'm doing. A little couple pieces I made for Cravassier. Um, representing Los Angeles and Atlanta. And I am doing a new project with Takashi Murakami. This piece is going to be fucking dope, of course. All right, guys. So anyways, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you do not subscribe to the show, we are on Spotify. We are everywhere that podcasts are available. All right, please. Love you guys. I'm going to get some interviews cracking this week. I'm going to start hitting the emails, start talking to some people. By the way, my platinum money counters came in. So the ones that won, I will be sending those those out this week. And I got a lot of good shit coming up, man. Look, this show is all about free game. I want to give people, you know, gifts, prizes, cash, everything. It's going to be a great year. All right. Do I know why? Because we're going to make it a great year. And also, do you know why? Because this is not your practice life okay guys being broke that's part of the game staying broke that's not part of the game all right your boy ben Beasy is out yo lakey lake you already know what to do for him all right man take us out of here peace y'all